Howdy, y'all. This week's episode of South of Scruffy Podcast is brought to you by our good friends at Cosmetic. Cosmetic CBD-infused skincare products help ease aches, pains, inflammation, and arthritis by using their proprietary topical CBD formulas. Cosmetics Hemp Pain Cream is an awesome one to start with. That's my go-to. That's the one that really helps you get the vibe of their products. Cosmetics Hemp Pain Cream is infused with their patented CBD formula, which naturally fights inflammation in achy muscles and joints. I like to rub it deep into that achy muscle, and it starts working its magic within seconds. It'll also clear up your sinuses a little bit if you're stopped up from this pollen Each bottle of Cosmetics Hemp Pain Cream is infused with 400 milligrams of that proprietary CBD solution, and you can get 20% off of your entire cosmetic order if you use the promo code SOS20, that's SOS20, at checkout at Cosmetics Online Store. Be kind to your skin and go to Cosmedicated.com. That's C-A-U-S-E Medicated.com. Do it! All right. Showtime. Welcome into South of Scruffy Podcast. I am Ben Fields. This is my podcast. I'm glad that you're here to check it out. I've got a cool show today. Uh, This is different. I have the uh, creators of a new TV show. Uh, on with me today. The name of the show is The Witch and the Warden. Uh, so three guys I talked to here in the shop. Uh, Zachary Starnes, he's the executive producer of the deal. Uh, you got Teague Quillen, he is the writer and the creator. And then uh, got Josh Hawley, who's one of the lead actors that came in uh, to talk about the project. And uh, they have shot a sizzle and a pilot for this show. And they're finishing up uh, the last round of funding here to get this pilot edited and shopped. So they're ready to roll. We're about to do it. So we uh, we had a little bit of a, a scheduling snafu here where uh, we had it scheduled about six weeks in advance, uh, and then we moved it once by a day uh, to accommodate everyone's travel plans, uh, and I neglected to move it on my calendar. Uh, so they were all in town to do it on a Thursday, to do the podcast on Thursday, but I still thought it was supposed to happen on Friday. Uh, so I messed up, but they graciously stayed over an extra day and we did it on Friday, the day we were supposed to do it to begin with, uh, that wasn't good for anybody, but, but we did it. And, uh, so I've never messed up like that with, with booking on this podcast, but I am, uh, very grateful, uh, that they still came through and, and didn't harbor any resentment towards my booking shortfalls. Uh, and we were still able to have an awesome time and talk about their show uh, so these guys, uh, Zach, Zachary Starnes, and, and Teague, and Josh are three amazing minds that uh, came in, and they they laid out this story of this su- oh, it's such a cool project. Uh, I'm excited for you guys to hear about it. It's a little bit uh, Game of Thronesy. It's a little bit Firefly-y, if you remember that space western series. Uh, but it's a it's a great world that they've built. Uh, it's awesome, and I hope that uh, we can all get together and help them get it finished out and shopped via the the Kickstarter. So check it out on Kickstarter. Search the Witch and the Warden. Uh, they're more than a quarter of the way to their forty thousand dollar goal. They raised twelve or thirteen thousand dollars somewhere in that world uh, to finish it up and and start shopping the pilot. 
yeah, so go search Witch and the Warden on Kickstarter. Watch the sizzle. I think you'll dig it. Uh, there's also another video on there where you can kind of get to know them a little bit. It looks like the project on Kickstarter will be funded if it reaches its goal by Wednesday, May 26th at 9 a.m. Help them out if you can. It'd be a great thing for East Tennessee. All right, you guys ready to hear it? Let's do it. Here's my chat with the uh, creators of The Witch and the Warden. We're doing the podcast. Julian? (laughs) Starting not to smell like a foot. Guys, we did it. Okay. I'm sorry about last night. The uh, the scheduling (laughs) mix-up. Sorry. It's all right. Um, We're here. It turned into like a good night with friends. It did, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Got to finally get up here. None of you guys live in Knoxville, right? I do. You You do? Oh, yeah, that's right. Holly. Yes. Cool. You're here. Zach? Louisiana. Yes, sir. Where? Lake Charles. It's like Southwest Louisiana. Where? Like I can be in Texas in like 30 minutes. Okay. Teague, you in the Tri-Cities? I'm in the Tri-Cities. I'm in Kingsport. Okay. Cool. Zach, you're from Kingsport, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is that how you guys met? College. Uh, <laughs> 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 um, so Zach and I have been best friends since high school. Okay. Um, we did high school theater together. Mm-hmm. And then Teague and I cross paths in college Mm -hmm. and i just forced him into being my best friend where'd you guys go to high school dovin's bennett dovin's bennett word yeah teague what about college where was that we were at etsu together okay Mm -hmm. all three of you went to Mm -hmm. etsu Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. okay it's a college thing oh yeah (laughs) dig it friends from college so yeah yeah you told it last night how did you guys become friends so we (laughs) were we were at a party yeah um and we had been drinking a good bit, and I went to him and our other friend, Hunter Roberts, and I just said, you know what? I think we got to be best friends now. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, so here's how it's going to work. Teague, we're going to hang out Mondays and Wednesdays. Hunter, we're going to work together on Tuesdays and Thursdays. And then we'll all kind of do like a weekend thing as a three. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. And, and essentially, it's somewhere in that same night. You're like, also, we're going to get an apartment together. We're going to get an apartment together, man. It's going to happen. And we really did. I ended up moving in with him like not like long after three that. months later. I was like, sure, stranger. My like, fastest moving relationship. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we moved in together after three months. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So was the theater thing the the kind of binding thing? Because all three of you guys have been involved in that. The yeah, acting thespian yeah. yeah. world. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and we just have always, I don't know, been like kind of ambitious about it. Like yeah. we, we didn't just do the things that were provided to us, but we made sure to make our own opportunities and possibilities. Yeah. Went out and made your own shit. Yeah, yeah, very true. I've always said that Um, somehow I lucked into, we have a weird just kind of extended family in this group of friends that kind of all went to college together and everybody is always willing to jump in and work on each other's stuff and kind of always push each other forward. And I just got very lucky to have a lot of talented friends that kind of all want to get together and work on the Mm -hmm. same stuff. And yeah, we just kind of all gelled up and we always are working on each other's stuff from then on up until now. Was it always theater stuff or did you guys start shooting film pretty early? Actually pretty early. Cause I kind of, cause I'm a lot older than these children, but I, uh, (laughs) I came back. I did. I left school and I came back, and that's when I met them. And I you're done seventy three. Yeah, I yeah, close, not yeah. not far off. But uh, I came back, and I was already kind of more interested in going into film, and I had started pursuing like stunt work 
instead of acting as much and oh, I wow. want to be a fight choreographer. And so I had to have, you know, the thing with fights is it's one person just beating themselves up is not very interesting. So I was like, Josh, what you doing this weekend? So Can I you take like, a punch? Just beat the crap out of Josh for a long time and a lot yeah. of small films and like student projects and it just kind of spiraled out from there. So mm-hmm. the uh, Witch and the Warden, the the sizzle and pilot that you guys have shot, mm-hmm. there's some fight stuff in that I noticed. Yeah. yeah. Is that your stuff? Yes. Are stuff. you the fight captain? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's been doing stunt stuff for stunt work for... Oh my god! Uh, seven, six or seven years. Nice. No longer than that, probably. Now oh, yeah. you don't have enough like rearranged bones well, in your face for yeah, that. I, I know you yeah, were good. already doing the fight stuff for Dracula my freshman year of college. Yeah, that's right. So it'd be so, longer than that. It'd yeah. Be, so ten years. Ten years. Yeah. yeah, it'd be over ten years now. But yeah. Um. So yeah, I put together all the fights for it and kind of the short film originally was like I- I've never done a sword fight on film. Let's do that. That's how this whole idea started with that very low like <laughs> low idea of like hey, I'll just put a sword fight together so you guys started with a sword fight and That's then wrote l- and then I ended up writing <laughs> a lot more he's a world builder yeah, yeah. He, that's really a lot of it comes from that is it just he has the imagination and yeah I mean it started I was D&D, like D&D really yeah I mean yeah, yeah. well D&D and then just uh, coming from a, a a writer family and Mm-hmm. I started with like a really base concept. I just wanted to film a sword fight just to see if I could do it. Yeah. And then I was like, well, it's just boring. If it doesn't make sense, people just have swords. So I was like, oh, make some dialogue. And then you do that. And then you start getting a character. And I'm like, well, where did they come from? And it just all builds out. And then everything just yeah, exactly. created. And then seriously one, created. An and then world. one thing to explain, like why this guy is this guy it always turns into like so much more. And before I know it, there's cities and governments and blah, blah, blah. And this <laughs> takes place in like, the span of like a week. And then like, I write a short film script and I'm like, even while we were shooting it, honestly, I was talking about this the other day, even while we were shooting it, um, the character of also the witch from the witch and the warden was a lot kind of more of a, she wasn't as fleshed out as she is now. And even while we're filming, I just immediately start adding more and more to her character and kind of just like building out the story of where she came from. And Hmm. then it just progressed from there and just keeps growing. So does the character grow as you guys are, even in production on it. Oh yeah. yeah. Really? Yeah. I like writing. I think I'm a very, I'm not, I'm very character driven um, writer. I think character more than plot drives a story, at least drives interest in a story. You know, you're always going to connect more with like a character, like, I don't know, snake Pliskin off the top of my head. Random. That was a random. Hole. Who's that? A uh, guy from escape from New York. I don't know why that <laughs> no, came to my why? mind. I'm not even that big a fan of that series, but anyway, but like, uh, Mal from Firefly or something mm-hmm. like that, where yeah. you are going to connect with the character and the stories and the plot going on behind them is not what you're connecting with. You're connecting with the Jon Snow, right? You're connecting with like the character that you want to see where their tale goes, where their story goes. So I always kind of write character first and then pull out mm-hmm. to kind of expand mm-hmm. on where you're going. And yeah, I mean, especially whenever I write, I like to include if I can, uh, the actors in the writing process, because I, I mentioned this earlier, it kind of gives them more of a natural voice, especially whenever we're actually filming it. Then it's, it's these guys talking like, you know what I mean? It, like we, how we would have a conversation. Yeah. So you, do you do table reads and then kind of go back to the script yeah. a little bit? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then kind of put it in the, oh, yeah. the actor's love, voice more I, so. Yeah. I love table reads. Oh man. That's, that's, I've been very, very lucky to have a lot of like rehearsal time with people and, uh, and be able to kind of like hear how it's coming out. And even the, like if Josh ad libs a little or throws something into it, it 
that informs more of the character than you think sometimes. And you're like, that's a good idea. That does make sense for the, especially when you're in the character like that. Right. Right. And the, not only the characters, but like the relationships Mm -hmm. that you can already have a little bit of a foundation for. We, we met at least once a week on zoom Mm -hmm. um, leading up to filming. Was this Um, to get character interactions? Was this to feel characters off each other? And we also had people that we'd never worked with before. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, we had a girl from Cincinnati. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Jordan. Yeah, yeah Jordan, Jordan um, came down incredible, like an absolute pro. But, you know, we'd never worked with her before. So we had a couple of rehearsals with her. Um, Scott, we'd never really yeah. worked with him. Uh, we actually, well, so the guy that plays kind of the warden's adversary in this, um, Scott Thomas, mm-hmm. um, when we had him in for an audition we read together and we sat and we were looking at each other for like three minutes and he had actually he was a a detective on one of the like discovery id shows yeah so you guys had worked together before we had worked together and and he had grilled me as a suspect i was a suspect that episode and he grilled me as a detective and it was like three reads in we were like (gasps) (laughs) <laughs> that murder comes to town that's how we know each other um so that was kind of cool but yeah we we had a chance to get that juice flowing a little bit yeah. with him so it wasn't so cold on the day yeah. mm-hmm. so so what's the what's the show about witch and the warden right who's the who's the one to to tackle that oh boy okay um do we uh well okay so the show on the base level is about a character named also Blackbriar. Um, and she has been accused of witchcraft um, from a lord of the uh, Imperium. She's the witch. She's the witch. Okay. Um, and so Warden Hollis is hired to. The warden. The warden, yes. I'm the warden. <laughs> yes. Warden Hollis is uh, hired to you know bring her back to trial. And in their kind of meeting, uh, they survive some dangerous encounter and they decide Hollis kind of comes along with the idea of that he will help her escape uh, in lieu of a reward kind of on down the road. Um, also has started tapping into this kind of a magic ability. She doesn't really quite understand. And so it's kind of the two of them on the run from the law together to try and outrun this kind of corrupt Lord and figure out the secrets behind Alsa's abilities. So adversaries come together. Mm-hmm. They become allies. Mm-hmm. Now they're on the run. So the show and the kind of deeper thing behind the show that I always tell everybody, this is really kind of my love letter to um, family, both family that you're born into and the families that you oh. inherit like through life. Like these boys are my brothers. I love yeah. them like brothers. They're brothers. Yeah. Um, and I've been very lucky to kind of build a family outside of my own blood relatives like around myself that really feels like a community and a family and that's saying a lot because his family's awesome my family's great Uh, yeah don't misunderstand that my family's amazing his it's so funny he comes from like this a very rural background Mm -hmm. farm life a rifle champion. <laughs> I like, was not a champion. You were fourth in the state. I was fourth in the that's state. A, that's champion level <laughs> marksmanship in my book. That's such a weird point. Um, yeah, I know a lot about you. So, um, so you know, his his mom is this, like, incredible poet. Mm-hmm. And his dad is a farmer. I mean, to the bone. Oh, yeah. Um, and you're out there writing fantasy. Yes. Yeah. And we filmed this pilot on their land. And mm-hmm. his dad was part of the crew. Mm-hmm. Really? His dad was shuttling people on a four wheeler. And I mean, 
just the pride that he has in his property, you know, Mm -hmm. like for him to see something outside of why he has spent his whole life attaining it, you know, to see his son use it in such a different way that means so much. It was cool to see that. Yeah. Uh, uh, oh, dad loves showing the farm off to everybody. I bet. It's got, got 200 acres up in Virginia and he, he is very proud of it. So that's where you guys shot the pilot. We shot some of the pilot there. We shot mm-hmm. there and we shot, um, in Abingdon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So just where's your parents farm? Area. It's in Fort Blackmore, Virginia. Where's that? And that's uh, all Gary Mack would like you to know. Yes. It's a kind of past gate city, Virginia. I don't know if you've ever been there. Okay. Not too far, though, right? No. A couple hours from Knoxville? Oh, it's yeah. like yeah. adjacent to Kingsville. Yeah, um, we're right next touch, to each other. Yeah. yeah, gotcha. So, what's the message of of the witch and the warden? Um, that's the que- that's the question that comes to mind when I watch it, because I'm intrigued right. by, by the little I bit that I've seen. I think you touched on it a little bit. A little bit. Um, it's a very kind of, and it, it's a the overall themes that I want to get across with the show. And it's funny because it all just kind of, it's all just cyclical. It all runs back on itself because it's the purpose of a lot of the reasons I want to make the show is connection. Um, We find connections a lot harder to come by. I feel like these days, you know, and this is a show about connections and about how like people from very, very different backgrounds also and Hollis have very very different backstories, but they find a common kind of bond and connection um, that, you know, I mean, we've all had, like, I couldn't be more different than Josh. We have completely different like life stories, but you know, we immediately bond and connected whether I knew him. And then three days later, I live with him. It's weird, but (laughs) it happens. And so it's kind of a show about when you find like-minded people and like building a community around the people that you care about, regardless of where you come from. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, dig it. Zach. Yes, sir. What's, what's your role in all this? So I'm the producer of the show. Basically I, I quarantine brought some interesting things along and I, one of those happened to be just this restlessness that I had and I was writing a bunch too, uh, during quarantine and I got to the point where I was like, yeah, this is fun and all, but I want to see it all the way through. Uh, I got to cause I, a, I missed it. I hadn't done it in a while. Um, and I just wanted to see that finished product. And so we got with another friend of ours. Uh, he was our technical producer on all of it, Ryan Shipley. Um, and was just like, Hey man, if I can get down there, can we shoot something? And he was like, yeah, I've actually wanted to do like, uh, some producing stuff myself. So I was like, all right, let's, let's do it as legitimate as possible. Cause I'm not waiting to start going after this now. You know, that's kind of one of the things that brought on. And so then we like, I mean, a year's time, look where we're at, but yeah, I know (laughs) in like no time, we actually started with this wrestling mockumentary that I mm-hmm. still think is a fantastic idea. Yeah, I read that script. <laughs> oh yes, you did. You did. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It was awesome. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm, I think it's an awesome idea. Yeah, I, I think hope, so too. I hope we bring it, like come back to it. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. And then we jumped to this and you know, I'm a little bit of an impatient person. <laughs> Maybe that's why I was like, yeah, I'll be the producer on this. <laughs> but uh, I, I came to Teague and uh, a few of our friends we sat around was like, here's just ideas we got. And the witch and the warden 
we had already sh- shot that short film for it. Mm. So it was like, well, it's got a little bit of traction. And then Teak was like, I already have so much of it fleshed out in my, you know? So uh, I was like, can we do a pilot? Can you get the pilot script done in a week? And he's like, yeah. <laughs> and like a, like a week he had it done and we were ready to go. Yeah. yeah. Well, I've worked with you. You've acted in some stuff that I've yeah. directed before. A couple different things. Yeah. You're great to work with, by the way. Yeah. Both a great oh actor to work I, with, but I, very, but very good at your so craft. I so many people like... You're one of the best directors. Well, thanks, man. Seriously. I appreciate it. Is it, is it hard for you to take a step out of that world and, uh, kind of, kind of watch it all from the, from the non, from the back of the camera? Yes, it is. Sometimes, sometimes. uh, Yeah. To answer that, honestly, absolutely. Um, like, like I, I think I told you Mm -hmm. when we, cause we had the, I think the hardest person to cast was Warden Colin. Mm -hmm. And I was like, Man, if I was taller, <laughs> I, I was like, I would do that because, like, I feel like that role I could have just stepped in and mm-hmm. went, went for it. Just to clarify, Warden Colin is like uh, Warden Hollis, the warden. Yeah, it's his like main adversary. Yeah, okay, mm-hmm. gotcha. The one Scott plays. Is he yeah. the one they're they're running from? He's one of them. Yeah. Okay. Uh, he where he kind of abandons his oath and goes off to help Alsa. Warden Hollis. Kind of, yeah, Hollis mm-hmm. is kind of Hollis and Colin are basically state-funded bounty hunters kind of mm. um so whenever he kind of abandons his position cullen steps in and is ready to take them both out uh for a bounty yeah. so yeah. sounds like you uh get a lot of uh your inspiration from space westerns <laughs> yeah kind of yeah no yeah big time <laughs> uh, one one we've i mean i've always brought up with this show is that i want to harken back to like buffy the vampire slayer firefly um xena shows i grew up on i really yeah. miss that kind of weekly serial you yeah. know um, that, that kind of old, older, like, I guess the one I grew up in the nineties and stuff like that, that kind of adventure story that has like an overall driving story, but then sometimes just cool episodes and cool characters doing cool stuff. I do want to harken back to one thing. He's underselling how much he made this thing happen. Zach is. Yes. Very Why? much. So I was made the short and I was going to go, this could be a book. It, I was going to write a book. I was going to write a book. <laughs> I was just like, I'll just make it a book. And Zach was, was like he said, basically, when Zach gets bored, Zach <laughs> begins a year long campaign to make a television show. That's what he does. It's not just like, oh, man, I should take up knitting. Like, no, he decides to, like, produce a full on television show. And this definitely without his effort would not have happened. I was moving on. I was, wasn't really pursuing this as an idea like that. And Zach's the one that pulled everybody together. Like, no, we have the talent. We can do this. Let's make this thing happen. Let's not sit on this. Yeah. And. He's yep. the connector. Absolutely. That's his superpower. 100%. <laughs> well, that and then Ashley King, mm-hmm. um, she plays also Blackbriar, mm-hmm. yeah. um, the witch. Mm-hmm. Um, she <laughs> connected us to an incredible oh, yeah. production oh, yeah. team. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so Ashley and I both worked at the Barter Theater. Um, she did costumes there and was still, you know, they would bring her in anytime she could come in, really. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, that it could work out that way so she still had all of these close connections to people at barter um truly like tops in their craft and in this field mm-hmm. um so our costumes from the short to the pilot just grew leaps and bounds um oh my the, gosh the set the set i mean was it was an empty barn yeah. it was an empty barn with nothing in it and they turned it into an old-timey tavern 
and walking on like they mulched the floor like i mean it was it was that was actually my idea though it was nuts <laughs> well because can i was like we're not gonna have a give concrete them a floor a minute of appreciation <laughs> before you come in but me um uh but no great idea to mulch the floor <laughs> anyways yeah. back to these incredible people yeah. that mm-hmm. made this look though the the aesthetic feel only built the world up that yeah. much more really you know it was um, uh i i I will say that um, the most like wow I got on this uh, this thing um, was when we walked into the tavern and I saw that the uh, work that that uh, Megan had done, Megan and Molly had put together, and and the costumes that Lee had, and everything, and hair and makeup was incredible too. Just seeing like something that's in your head is just like kind of a fun idea. Literally, people are now walking around in like your imagination is unbelievable and they genuinely pulled that off and it was it was genuinely emotional it was mm-hmm. it was they completely changed like what this was starting out to be yeah. like the production level going up like it did was mm-hmm. incredible yeah that's that's the beauty of the collaboration oh, of man. it right i mean oh, it get, the story gets told so many times mm-hmm. it gets told when you write it it gets mm-hmm. told when somebody art directs it mm-hmm. styles the scene it gets told when someone costume directs it oh it gets yeah told when the actors do it oh, it gets yeah. told when the editors cut it so it there's all of this space for creativity and interpretation to happen and if you are the one who conceives of it mm-hmm. it is like planting a little seed that grows into a farm and so many it's it's so my favorite part of doing any of this has been just collaborating with people that yeah like we never would have we never would have been able probably to usually get like our art department that we had on this uh to pull it off but yeah it actually worked at a perfect time yeah like because they were like either furloughed Mm -hmm. or or what have you yeah and they were all dying to create dying to create yeah Yeah. i mean and that's that's really what you know, if you ask me my biggest takeaway from this whole thing, it's it's what a group of people in a pandemic that are just hungry for creation. It's a it's a testament to what you can do with starting with nothing. Mm-hmm. We had nothing but ideas. Yeah. And then that same year, we had a full fledged production, grip trucks, mm-hmm. lighting, costume, a makeup trailer. Like, I mean, it was bigger than anything we'd ever done and it came strictly out of people just needing an outlet for this passion and talent that they have so without the pandemic this doesn't happen i want to say yeah i don't know yeah i don't know i want to say that it wouldn't have happened in a normal year really i i I couldn't have i couldn't have put as much time into it if i hadn't been laid off it's probably true i mean Mm -hmm. and we definitely probably wouldn't have gotten the art department like we said um yeah, I mean, I was my plan was pretty firm for the year. What I was doing, uh, write a book. you know, and Zach wouldn't have been bored, so we would have like David, like <laughs> he'd been planning parties oh, in yeah, Louisiana. <laughs> so Teague, was this going to be a book? Uh yeah, that was the plan. I've been okay. moving into, uh, like you said, my mom's a an author. She's a novelist and a poet, and so I really because I can't just like do a little thing. I was I had already grown out the whole world of the witch and the warden, and I was like, you know, I kind of want to write a book, and so I was looking into publishing and figuring out how that world was going to work. And literally I think I was getting ready to start putting everything into like a first draft in like March, like first of March of 2020. <laughs> yep. And then a couple weeks later and I was like, well, okay, now I'm going to have to worry about, you know, am I going to have a job? Like the usual, what everybody went through right around the first of that part mm-hmm. of the whole pandemic. It, it's interesting. 
you know, to hear you guys pretty much agree that this thing would have been something way different mm-hmm. and maybe not have happened right. had, had the pandemic not happened. Absolutely. I mean, your trajectory was going a different direction altogether. Oh, yeah. And I think there's just this like arc in people's effort and this arc in people's creativity that or, or this kind of misdirection that happened when the pandemic started. Mm-hmm. And it created this whole kind of alternate path of of things that there would have been something way different or would not have happened at all because people would have been carrying on mm-hmm. as usual. It's almost right. like somebody stepped on a tree when it was, you know, th- this tall mm-hmm. and then it just you know, yeah. started to grow another direction. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, and that it's a weird, it's a weird thing. Cause I've, I've said this before. It was like, it was really, I understand it was very difficult year for a lot of people. And, and a lot of people went through a lot. And then I had a kind of an amazing year in terms of, meeting so many creative and amazing people like that i'm it it was a has a very weird blessing you know what i mean it was it was difficult but it also was like look at what we're doing then at the same time is it's a weird kind of year to go through where it was ups and downs right yeah Yeah. well i think it's just we refused i mean i don't want to seem insensitive oh no i mean this was a terrible year for so many families and Mm -hmm. um thank god my family wasn't affected um but you know we refuse to just have a bad year yeah kind of we we said you know like let's use this unfortunate situation as an opportunity to do this thing and Mm -hmm. um yeah yeah, a lot of a lot of hours just yeah so how far along do you have the books how far along do you have the story Uh, in the world in your head i have the first 10 episodes planned okay season First okay. seasons, I know where we go. It's all synopses, so it's not full scripts yet. But we have a few scripts. But if you give me, I mean, yeah, well, yeah, we've definitely got we've got some that are farther along already than others. So about a firefly, you've yeah, got about a firefly. I've got about a firefly. Okay, uh, ten episodes, and then for the next two episodes, um, and this is a show that I I weeble and wobble on of like a minimum of three seasons to tell the whole story. Mm. You could go longer, but I don't want to go supernatural long go like 15 years too long time travel yeah (laughs) um but like yeah i i know i know the last episode okay that's that's sitting in my desk well you know know when when they started lost which Mm -hmm. was a real phenomenon Mm -hmm. you know you hear damon lindelof and the other guys talk about it and they're like you know we had the idea that these guys are stranded on an island Mm -hmm. and at the end of the first season they find a hatch yeah and that's all we knew yeah <laughs> which is kind of brilliant though it really is like that's because that just leaves you room to like kind of play around and then connect sure. those dots back together but yeah it gives I, you a sandbox to play in it does mm. but i definitely am i i like i'm a very big planner so i kind of yeah. plan ahead a lot in our our story well what I, about like with game of thrones where they outran the books yeah Th- that was kind of a tough thing uh, for me yeah. and i guess as a, a novelist um you know do you ever do you ever worry that your words or the the story that you told is is going to be um, I don't want to say hijacked, but told yeah. by somebody else in a way that maybe is not something that mm-hmm. you approve of or foster. Yeah, we've talked about that some. I mean, and that'll that's just one of those things that I definitely have plans for what I want to do, and I definitely want to stay connected to the show. If we make it into a series, um, then I want to be involved as much as I can be. Um, because I see the show and how it plays out, at least in my mind, I'd like to think better than anybody else. Um, but, uh, 
I don't think I I think that I've got a pretty good plan so far. Like mm-hmm. especially the first this first season, we're all very confident about. It's a good first yeah. season. And it's um, well, it's also about working with people that you trust. Yes, you know that and I, that to go to jump back a little bit to speak on like Megan and Molly mm-hmm. and Lee and Annie, Aaron, the the thing because because of quarantine and stuff and because we had never worked with him, we haven't even met him. Uh we had there's a huge trust factor that comes in that there was little time to necessarily converse and really get ideas. Cause you know, I'm a very visual person too. And I like to be in at least more connected than just a zoom screen or, Hey, here's this file, whatever. Um, but then that trust factor comes in and, and I think you leaned on them pretty well and they totally just absolutely delivered. And they mm-hmm. just brought this really great, unique perspective. Which one of you guys uh, deals with the actors the most? Like, like just like back uh, and performance forth. wise, performance oh. wise, probably me. Yeah. Okay. yeah. I, I tried to at least get with all the actors that we could, uh, except we did fly in a stunt team uh, from, uh, well, kind of everywhere, but they yeah. were uh, old friends of mine from a live show I did in uh, around the Baltimore area. And uh, I mean, they were, they're professionals though. They come in, they know what they're doing. Like you don't have to really work on a lot of character with the stunt guys. They just roll in or like, where do I fall down? Triple backflip, yeah. bust my face. Nothing, Got it. Nothing that crazy. Although they all could do it. They're much better stuntmen than I am. But like, you know, I didn't work with them necessarily as much, but uh, I tried to touch and like work with the character on everybody because again, I, I feel like that's, if you connect with a character, even if it's like a, a character that's kind of, we're breezing through, that's going to make the show more, I don't know, real. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, more relatable. Yeah. yeah. So the actors that maybe seemingly maybe only have a line or mm-hmm. just come in and out, how much do you involve them and inject the story into them? I try as much as possible. Really? Yeah. If I can, a big say, I will say he's smiling because he knows, except for uh, Josh's little brother. Oh God. Yeah. So <laughs> do you have a little guest star. Yeah. Yes. I, yeah. We needed, so we needed, <laughs> yeah. we just needed a guy to be the tavern keep. And I was like, Oh man, we didn't really think about that one. Uh, we'll have to throw somebody in there. What's, what's Tyler doing? And Tyler's just a great kid. And was like, yeah, sure. I'll come up. I'll wear a silly hat. Nailed it. He stole every scene. He's in really because he's just so funny. No lines. It's no lines. Don't, yeah. He said, "Hey, people, like, sir," and like, like nothing. And just he's so funny, and just would improv these wild ideas out of nowhere, and yeah. like made me break behind the camera during shots that didn't have anything to do with him, and I'd ruin takes because yeah, he's we, doing weird stuff over here. We're having like this whole standoff with Gordon oh, Cullen. There's like serious stuff about yeah, to some unfold. tensions building a little bit, <laughs> and. Tyler is at the bar packing stuff up, getting everything in order and hiding because in <laughs> his mind, this, fort. this tavern keep has seen a has seen a rumble once or twice. He knows what's mind. coming. And he's just like, <laughs> yeah. not this again. Like throughout and, the speech, he's just like, oh, it's a monologue. He takes oh a page to gosh. pack his shit. And yes. crawl yeah. the table. Yes. We're nowhere near him. It's not his coverage. He just starts like putting up walls <laughs> of stuff. And like, I'm watching him like, what is Tyler doing? I finally figure it out. And oh my, I just oh, lose it. <laughs> Are you building a fort around your bar? <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, just so smart. Awesome. So funny. And yeah, like a, it, it's all, it all feeds into this world that's that's possible because of this like that works in this show yeah because of the tone the the tone, tone that's been that set, yeah. the, the the original tone that i feel like yeah. we're going for that you know just as much as we're dealing with all of this heavy 
um, drama and, you know, all these mystical elements, it's still at the root of it, like kind of a comedy. I was going to ask that uh, is how how do you inject comedy into fantasy? Because it has to have it because otherwise it's too heavy. One of the main things I said when we first started was um, I want also and and Hollis to become friends and it seemed natural. And you're not friends with people that you don't think are funny. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. who are you friends with that you're like, man, I love boring Dave. Boring Dave <laughs> is a juice. Man, he hasn't spoken to me in three years. I can't wait Did to see that guy again. The juice? He's, no, he's, no, he's, <laughs> I thought he said he's just. I was no. like, man, I'm going to start using, I'm gonna start using that. He's the juice. No, he's, he's like, juice, baby. It's it's like uh, people are naturally funny to each other. We try and crack each other up every time we see each other. Yeah. We can't not and like bother each other or anything like that. That's a really good point. That's a good way to bring never, two characters. And that, it doesn't happen enough when you watch Game of Thrones or you watch like these more serious kind of even like superhero shows like Marvel. Sometimes you're like, Ugh, all you guys seem to do is hate each other because <laughs> we at the audience laugh. But if these two characters don't like each other, why are they hanging out and working mm. together at all? That's insane. Yeah. No one would do that for very long. Oh, that makes so good sense. I, I was like from bottom top down, they have to at least think the other one's funny and we'll slowly kind of build that kind of camaraderie based yeah. out of that so and with ashley and i it, it does come naturally yeah really um, and, you know the development of the characters like our backstories haven't i mean they've evolved but not changed but just how ashley and i have we've worked together just as long ashley's been a part of this mm-hmm. for as long as any of us have mm-hmm. um and uh we've worked together for years been scene partners plenty of times and it's it's cool to come into a scene one fully trusting that they're going to bring it they're prepared they know what they're doing so it's always this fun like after the first like cut it's like okay that's what you're doing you saw what i was doing okay the next time we come in and it's like kind of an amalgamous relationship between the two ideas that we just had trying to both incorporate things that we were both doing yeah Yeah. um and then by that third take it's like we found it and it's and it's i don't know um do you guys have trouble chasing takes like you get the best one on the third one man i think we we finally got it let's see if we can take it to the next level i'm bad about i always feel like my best take is not in my coverage really yeah um i i will when the camera's not on me like every now and then i can i can finally hit where i'm supposed to they never did the same take it was the (laughs) hardest thing in the world to edit it's a they're they both just and they both are just trying to mess with the other if it's not their coverage too which is because we're all friends and yeah. it's, it's fantastic because then it they give a lot of really great stuff yeah then that's hilarious but that does cause some it's great it's difficult in the edit oh, when yeah. you have different things happening oh, during yeah. coverage mm-hmm. the back of somebody's head is doing something their hands up whatever it is you see, it's never that dra- it's never that been that dramatic but what it'll be then is that uh they'll just ad lib basically to try and make each other laugh yeah. so i'm just dealing with two chuckleheads half the time and it's a lot of fun but it's it's also tough know, to cut me. oh they just sometimes me. yeah well, it, I will. Yeah. To our defense, we, uh, no, usually, we get clean ones. But oh, I then, guess you do. But then you'll put an idea in our head. Like, yeah, I can't. The, can't say there's a there's a point in the sizzle reel that. So this isn't, I guess, like any spoilers or anything like that. Mm-hmm. But I'm reading a I'm reading her arrest warrant basically, mm. um, and the varying levels of frustration that you wanted me to play with, and like the lack of, I guess, uh, empathy for mm-hmm. the fact that she'll be dead if I were to turn her in like the the varying levels that you wanted on that that was my favorite like run of takes that mm-hmm. we took because it went everywhere from like maybe i should consider this to like 
ha ha i hope you die like, <laughs> you know so it yeah. was um that was a fun run yeah. teague what is it about bounty hunters they're in everything there's 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 boba fett yep Django. Mm-hmm. you know was another good one uh, Jubal early from mm-hmm. uh, from Firefly too. Mm-hmm. Like everybody seems to bring in a bounty hunter. Bounty hunters, I feel like that's one of those because it's it's uh it goes back to Kurosawa. It goes back to the lone wanderer hero, right? Like yeah. we all kind of want to yeah. embody that guy because he's cool, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And he strolls into town and like a tumbleweed crosses, and everyone's just like, "Oh, watch out for that guy." So it's just a it's a character. I feel like everyone finds like it's an archetype. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, and it's like this loner. Yeah. And it, it's this uh, omnidirectionally loved mm-hmm. loner. Everybody can love him for some reason, yeah. it seems like. And there's there's a little bit, um, no, yeah, I'll go in on it. So especially with like Hollis, uh, I'm a pretty lonery dude um, myself. So I get to put a lot of my own. I don't know, crabby old manness into Hollis, uh, Josh's and, character. Yes, mm-hmm. into Josh's character that. Um, it just makes him kind of lovable and easy for me to write. Uh, Cause he's got a lot of, I can be very social, but I also can be very standoffish. Mm, yeah. And I like, I liked giving him our protagonist, a bit of a kind of uh, sour it edge. A, it is a mix between me and you, mm-hmm. like Absolutely. The, you know, like, I guess like as friends, you know, mm-hmm. like it's definitely like kind of a mix, but when people watch the, uh, the sizzler, they laughing in the right places. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's yeah. good. That's good. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It means they're not laughing at you. They're laughing with you. I'm honestly surprised about the what things people catch. Everyone catches the hand grab. I love that. Yeah. That made me so happy. That was an ad lib with them. And and uh, she waves at people that are getting ready to probably murder them in a bar. And he just snaps her hand down. And I was so proud of that that people are like, ah, it's funny. Yeah. I'm glad people are picking up the some of the comedy elements already. Yeah. You got to be subtle with it because it is so serious. Mm-hmm. You don't want to pull people out of it completely. Right. Not completely. Like, we still have some... We our our humor ranges. We definitely yeah. have. We all have a kind of a wackier sense of humor sometimes too. But we try and like make it flow. This, yeah. With this show, it's we've built. It's the building building of tension, and then we just usually crash it with comedy. Yes, yes. Um, <laughs> That's well, usually where the comedy comes in. Is mm-hmm. like, is that a good thing or a bad thing? Seems to read well. I mean, yeah, it's, it's kind just of a, our it's style. A style. Yeah, yeah, it's kind yeah. of our style. And I mean, it and it's not at the climax. You yeah. know, you know, all the good stuff's already happened. And then now you know, you're well, bringing it in for a crash. We got to move to the next thing anyways. Uh, Why not mm-hmm. button it? Yeah. Set the tone for what's coming next. Mm-hmm. You know, feel or, you. Um, Zach, what's been the toughest part for you on this, whether it's dealing with booking or finding the people to shoot it well, or it, this whole thing. I mean, it, it's been a learning curve for me because this is something I want to continue to do. Uh, and producing, TV and film is something that I I want my career to be, but this was the first time that I really grabbed it by the reins and 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 jumped into that role. So mm. a lot there was a lot of like, okay, well I know we got to find money. All right, let, let, you know let's yeah. let's do like the, uh, logistics. All that stuff was, um, I would say like I mentioned before, kind of an impatient person. So. You wanted th- you wanted this to happen yesterday, right? Yeah, yeah. which could be a good quality, but <laughs> also <laughs> such a producer way to be. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but also, it's it was very stressful at, at times. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, I think 
when we were talking with Christian and stuff. Mm-hmm. Christian Nairn? Yeah. We were uh, of getting him to come down here and stuff. And it was like, okay, well, it seems he's the it, dude from game of Thrones. He's mm-hmm. Hodor. Yes. Mm-hmm. Game of Thrones. You yeah. guys were getting him for the, for the show. Yeah. Yeah. We, mm-hmm. we, we pitched uh Lord Arendelle, which is like the main antagonist uh, to him. He really liked it. So, so you gave, you, you, you had a role mm-hmm. in the script and mm-hmm. you pitched it to him. Mm-hmm. We and actually, his- we actually pitched him this, like we were going to, I was like, my brother's role. Yeah, yeah. His brother, oh, really, like yeah. super small, just like tab. Like it was we're, supposed to just be like a hey, like check this out. Yeah, we mm-hmm. got this. We got this guy in here, you know. Um, and then his agent was just like, yeah, I just talked to him about it, and he wants to know if you got a different role for him. We're like, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> of course we do. Yeah, of course. We knew this that question was, was coming. Yeah. Let me write that real quick. Yeah, yeah. we well, fully we just, anticipated. He, no, he was there. I mean, the character was there already. I mean, it needed the big bad. Lord that is pursuing Alsa for, you know, he had her, he hired her to bring a magical object back for him. He's kind of been working on corrupting and like rising up in power and amongst the nobility. And she basically runs off with it. And now he's having to try her off. And so it was there already. It was kind of later on in the story. And then when he brought Christian into it, we just were like, well, yep, we just sent him stuff. We already had. Ran. How'd you find him? it? Actually, uh, Instagram. Really? Yeah. He. I mean, he's pretty like he. He has this agent information on there, and yeah. he uh, wants to work. Yeah. Is he, he in Northern Ireland? Yes. Mm-hmm. He's in Belfast. Which they shot all of Game of Thrones in Northern Ireland. A lot of it. Most yeah. of it. Yeah. Okay. So he was a local on that. Mm-hmm. See, and that that was that was really one of the issues um, was just because of the COVID protocol and everything. It was we would have to fly him in. And then his agent was like, well, now he, for him to be in it, he's got to quarantine for 14 days once yeah. he gets into the States. And I was like, okay, let's find <laughs> Sounds out. Sounds expensive. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. Cause they were like, and it has to be a four-star hotel. I was like, okay, this is, <laughs> we can do this. Uh, four-star hotel near the location <laughs> Yeah, in uh, for 14 days. <laughs> and I got the chamber to to Help go along out. with it yeah and, and they have like a room that uh at the one the local resort there Meadowview, and i knew they had the room and i was like hey here's this opportunity what can we do and they were awesome stepped in they were like yeah we will cover it dang man yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. that's awesome uh it's so producer it, shit right it, there it, it, <laughs> <laughs> well it's stuff like well it's stuff like that that i i think the hardest part was the the things you don't foresee when when um you finally get these things set in place and then all of a sudden it just like, like locations, Mm -hmm. the location we had, like we were like, here's where it's at where they've already agreed to this. We're doing it. And we show up and we're like, it's not really great, but here's a great spot right here. Can we, can we just move our, our rental to this spot? And they're like, I don't know. It's kind of weird. We, that was we a location thing. Yeah. You were yeah. trying to move your shot or move your. Not, we wanted to move. See, we were getting a a barn or like cabin like, mm. and we were actually going to do it in the Great Smoky Mountain uh, National Park. And we were getting one of those old to do the tavern scene, something that like like a modular home that they would drop off. No, 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 like the historic cabins throughout mm-hmm. the. Oh, gotcha. So, so like an Elkmont or something. Yeah, we filled all. Filled all the paperwork and stuff out for this one. And when we finally got to go up there and look at it in person, it, it was just work. too small. Really? It was mm-hmm. too small. Mm-hmm. It was smaller than what we had thought. So we were like, can we move it to this cabin? I don't know. 
Uh, really? <laughs> they, they, they just got weirded out. And then that him. messed up the Christian thing? Uh, no, really, really with him, it was, like I said, we got enough resources to shoot the whole thing. And with him having to quarantine 14, 15. Yeah, you'd have to put him up in the States mm-hmm. for, yeah. for a month yeah. to and, shoot for a couple days. And naturally, uh, for yeah, probably. naturally an agent is like, well, <laughs> for him to do this for little to no pay mm-hmm. and be booked or gone for more than two to three weeks yeah doesn't make sense yeah doesn't make sense at least you got in the door and started chatting well no the the good thing is i mean he likes he likes what we got and there you go yeah and and can you bring his character back oh yeah the pilot oh absolutely yeah we did good about shooting around it and Mm -hmm. oh good yeah yeah i would love to i would still love to work with him i think he'd be perfect for it but josh's brother's always there josh's brother is always there that's good i think you know i think we ought to bring tyler back as a reoccurring character (laughs) yeah like i think that he moves from town to town i think he just every tavern he goes in ruin have you guys ever all three acted together in something what have we all three been in I don't remember. What have we all three been in? We were in Pretty Girl. Pretty Girl. Oh, God. You're all... Oh, my God. Yeah. We don't want to talk about that? No. <laughs> you know, you know no. like, the first time you ever did a project? <laughs> and you're like, yeah, that's good. Yeah. Was <laughs> it a, was it like a student indie. film? Yeah, like oh, indie, yeah. indie film. Yeah. Oh, that's fun. You know, early stuff. It's Yeah. I didn't again, know you were such a good actor, Josh. And when I saw the sizzle, I was like, man, he's, he's, uh, he can be serious and he's also fucking hilarious. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, thank I, Subtly. I, I appreciate that. Mm-hmm. Um, no, I've been doing this for a long time now and I yeah. love it. I love it more. I wish I got to do it a lot more. And mm-hmm. honestly, again, this is like another, uh, we just make the opportunities for ourselves kind of, you know, like if we, if we want to make a movie, if we want to act, if we want to do something, we lean on each other and we make it happen. Um, well, what do y'all so. need to finish this out? What's the next step? So currently we're actually running a Kickstarter. Um, we, because of our great design people and all the people that we have supporting us, the pitching materials that we had were, I mean, are top notch mm-hmm. because of all the stuff he's, he's, got planned out and like i said the world builder the the fact that the content is so great and has so much behind it and already prepared so what we did we i mean we were able to hit the ground and once we finally got the sizzle back i was just pushing it out to people um connections on linkedin uh cold emails stuff like that just kind of reaching out just to get it somewhere like it like a foot in the door just anything yeah um and we caught some we caught some attention from people who are interested in it. Uh, they want to view it. Um, one of those people I, I mentioned was uh, Brandon Blake, who uh, he's an entertainment lawyer, and we're actually hoping to work with him uh, as we shop it around. And so right now we have a Kickstarter, uh, a little bit for to recoup some of the expenses that we got from the shooting the test pilot uh, and paying back the, the people who were just so gracious to step in and help us out. Um, and then also the a majority of those expenses are going to uh, the, the shopping around and the expenses that come from that representation. Okay. Representation. Yeah. Piece. Yeah. Is Main, that the big part? Mainly representation. Rep. Yep. Yep. It's expensive. Yeah. Yeah. So what does that look like? What What's that person look like? What's that rep look like ideally for you guys? 
Ideally, somebody he's that's like, he's like five nine. <laughs> yeah. He wears really slick threads. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Are you thinking uh, brown eyes? Not too long hair, but like uh, a little off to the side. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Um, the sweetest smile. Yeah. For me, for me, like, <laughs> for me, um, what what we what we all want to do is stay a part of this. Yes. We want we want to work on the project. I mean, it'd be one thing to. Um, say we're asking money to make a quick cash grab and sell a script or something. I do not want to do that. Mm. I'm not, that doesn't interest me. What's your number? Yeah, I know. (laughs) It does. does, does, We've talked about, we've talked about it. I really, really want to, this is, this is, it just, it's sending your baby off to school, man. Like I, I really want to be a part of this. I want to make this show and it's not just, um, you know, for my own gain, like we want to transition into running and making this show here in Northeast Tennessee. Even Um, we have all this beautiful landscape around. We think that there is a really great workforce of burgeoning filmmakers and people that want to Mm -hmm. make this kind of content. And we want to do it here. And we think that we're at a prime time to bring like a, our show and make it here and build up a small film industry in the area. Yeah, That'd be my dream. That's the, like, that's probably the best point I think Mm -hmm. about all of this is, is jobs. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, us selfishly i guess you could say just like we want it to be our career so Mm -hmm. i mean this is opportunity to say hey we still want to stay attached to it so that we can continue to do this right Mm -hmm. but then also providing jobs for people who are out of work right now i mean or people in this industry who yeah are not not doing it right now and like we found Mm -hmm. are dying to get back into work and create. And this is another opportunity for that to happen. You guys uh, familiar with any of the legislation that's uh, trying to go through with tax incentives for the state of Tennessee? I don't know about the state of Tennessee. Check it out. You should really check it out because it's looking a lot better better than than it was five years ago. Really? Yeah. It's looking competitive and it looks like they're, they're actually trying to, uh, to to get it to happen here, like it did in Georgia, Louisiana, Mm -hmm. North Carolina, Carolina. all those states. Well, that was the is like I I get. When did we move to Nashville? So Zach and I lived in Nashville together for a while. Five years, six Mm -hmm. years. Yeah, Nashville was gonna be Wilmington. It was gonna be. Where, but the tax happened, incentives but sucked. It just yeah. never the, exactly. Like and I, I don't think Louisiana is like forty percent or something yeah, crazy. Like it that. was. I don't know if it is anymore, yeah. but it was so good. Your mm-hmm. money you were getting back mm-hmm. if you brought a production in mm-hmm. was really good. And I, I, I don't want to tell tales out of school, but I, I do. I, I want to somewhat uh, hypothesize what happened here. And the governor of our state for eight years was Governor Bill Haslam. Mm -hmm. And his sister-in-law owned River Media. Okay. (laughs) We're doing a little insider baseball. I I think it's pretty common knowledge, right? Let's hit the T. But she was quoted (laughs) as saying it would it would not be good for us to have more stuff come here because Mm. it would be bad for her company. Mm I've heard that. I don't ah. know if it's true. Mm. That's that's what I heard. And so it it could be a total coincidence mm. that that our state government was not incentivized to bring films here. I don't know. That's just that's yeah. just stuff I've heard in the past. Could be true, could not be true. Yeah. Interesting though to think about. Very interesting. Yeah. It's interesting to think ab- mm. about how <laughs> yeah, that's how, okay. how small factors or you know, very. You're, you're telling this to some passionate people. 
but I'm asking you to look now. Oh yeah, and no, look that's and look what we what you may see. I'll and send you guys an article absolutely after, at, when we're done. And I think it'll make you guys excited about that, especially oh, yeah. when you're oh, talking yeah. about bringing people here. Well, really, and that grows out of all the way back to what we said, where we kept discovering new people as we did this project. I just want to grow that. I want to keep the same people that were in our art department and grow our art department. I want to build out what we have already brought in on the show because everybody loves the show so much that we're working on. And I just want to expand that family, man. I want to make this like an even bigger project and just as good as possible of a television show as we can make. There's no right. shortage of people in East Tennessee no, who can all. make your show. Exactly. Oh, I promise you that. I and if there agree. is a shortage of it, mm-hmm. Nashville and Atlanta are mm-hmm. very close. Oh, no, and there's right. plenty of people yep. there who are almost as good as the people we've got here. who <laughs> <We> can <laughs> come up and help yeah. you out. Yeah. Well, that's, you know, one thing about, you know, if, if the worst case scenario is that someone wants to give us money for this show and mm-hmm. take it, we could parlay that into a number of other things. Really? That is, that's still but, a plan, yeah. So you think but you could... Go ahead. To be... This show is already more or less, uh, I guess, barring any lack of knowledge that our group has. Um, it's in its best hands right now. With the three of you guys? With, with the... <laughs> just, well, just, yeah, us just us. Just like, us. No, only us. No, every, we did it all. Yeah. Ashley King, yeah. myself, Hunter Roberts, yeah. uh, uh, you know, like somebody that's overseen a lot of our script writing mm-hmm. and um, was our contact with Jordan, you know, to Lee and Molly. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, straight to the top. It, mm-hmm. It's in it's in the best hands right now. So could you take this show with all of the incredible material we've started and take it and build a show with it? Yeah, it's 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 a it's a wealth of uh, content. You could make three, you could figure out how to make three seasons with the amount of stuff that's put together right now, but it's not going to be the show that we make. Hmm. It it wouldn't be the special thing that it is right now, even in its infancy, it wouldn't be that in season two. And, and that's why, you know, with the right representation and the right, I guess, buyer that would take us as a family more or less like that's in their best interest because that's how they're going to get the best show. Yeah. Um, I can't say enough. Thank you for saying that. I love, love every single person I'm working with right now. They're so my it best belongs, friends. It belongs with this family. Yeah. So and it belongs to all you guys. Yeah. yeah. It's not, 100%. it's not just the three of y'all. Yeah. It's, it's the whole team. Yeah. I do. I do yeah. They, that's not a, yeah, <laughs> I stumbled there. I'm sorry, but uh, yeah, they have to come along pretty much. Um, I mean, this show's about, this show's about family. I and think I, the first like week we, when we, after meeting Molly, we were like yeah, no, straight to the top. I'm not, I'm not going to do, I'm not going to do anything else without Molly. And she's probably yeah. like oh, about that, but, <laughs> but she's, she's coming along on everything. She's amazing. Um, Megan Lee, just Ashley Hunter, the whole group, we work and can make things like this. In a state of a pandemic with no money, no time, a lot of the, I mean, a lot of us doing some of this stuff for the first time we've done, especially on this scale, right? We're able to pull this off with the quality that we have because of this group of people. It's not, it's got a lot less to do with what I put on a page, man. It's got a lot to do with the people I was lucky enough to have around me. Mm. That's what made this happen. So how, what do you think is the most important part of getting people to believe in the project? That you're on it. 
Boys, you answer that. I have no idea. I mean, is it is it salesmanship? Is it passion? Is it what it what is it that people see in you that say well, I think I want to attach myself I, to I this? It is passion. Like it's that's because it's the because they see it in us and just like a smile. I think one of it, a passion is probably one of the most affectious things, right? And whether that's good or bad, right? But mm. I think they see what what we want and and just the passion and the drive behind it. And that inspires other people. Yeah. I mean, in some it, way, that's a hard one for me to answer because I'm still, I even talked about this the other day. It's still shocking to see people's reactions to this so far. Like people that have already donated to the Kickstarter or people that see the trailer, people that have worked on this still and talk about how much they loved working on the project, how much they love the future of this project. It's really weird for me. It's just not, uh, maybe it's a little imposter syndrome for me, or maybe it's a little, you know, maybe it's a little my own lack of confidence sometimes, but you see people react to something that you dreamed up and it's, it's still kind of unbelievable to me sometimes. Mm. Um, even when it's like my best friends, like sometimes yeah. it's, it's amazing how much they get into it. It's, it's, it's been really amazing. Do you ever let it get into your head that you're asking people to help you and all you have to give them is passion? Of course. Yeah. Yes, of course. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Feel bad about not being able to pay people oh, or God, dude, not yeah. being able to put them up in a four-star hotel or whatever yeah. it is. I mean, but, sure. we, but the thing is, it's like we did a really good job at I communicating guess, on yeah, the front end, communicating yeah. comp and compensating as much as we possibly could for I mean, we did still pay people what yeah. we could. Yeah, yeah, I don't I don't like um I have a real weird hang up about you get should get paid for this. Absolutely. If you work in this and you want to be in this industry, yeah. you should ask to get paid 100%. and you should get paid something. Mm. I mean, mm. when we're on the level that we're on, everybody has a bit of an understanding that we're trying to aim for something down the road. Mm. But try and show people what they're worth. You know what I mean? Does it get in the way of the work when you feel like, oh man, I really wish I could pay that actor more and I'm and I'm sitting here trying to tell them what to do or direct them? No, I mean does it? I know, I know, I know, I know. Do you feel that sometimes? Uh, sometimes <laughs> I do, I do. I mean, you can't well, help it, yeah. but I try. You get the friend, yeah, yeah. end of the deal. Yeah, you're, yeah. you're not getting anything. Yeah. I'm not, <laughs> not going to buy you a sandwich. Um, no, like he bought me a drink last night. That was real sweet. We're square. <laughs> that one, that rare one beer. Yeah. No, I'm. Yeah, I mean, you can't help it. It gets it. It bothers me, but I mean, I don't know. Then when you're in it, it didn't. It didn't feel that way while we were doing this. Yeah. I'll say that. I yeah. definitely didn't. Because everyone wanted to be there. I know. People have asked, like, we got questions about people like, oh, how much drama was there on set? There really wasn't no, any. That's amazing. It was a very chill set, like, the entire time, other than me running around like crazy trying to be like, ah, but, you know, <laughs> um, really, other than just, like, technical issues and us just worrying about how we're going to even pull this off. Because we basically, I wrote a script for a million-dollar pilot with, like, a, you know, like at least a, like a 10 day shooting and mm -hmm. we shot it in like four or five days mm -hmm. for not that, yeah. <laughs> not that money at all. Yeah. And so I don't know, it just, it never really seemed to come up once you're in it. And once we had this right group that felt right, yeah. everybody was happy to be there every day. They, they know the score. They do. Yeah. They yeah. do. And when, and also like when they already come with that mindset, but then they also see how much they, you are putting the work mm -hmm. you are putting into it as well. Mm -hmm. It's less like I'm telling you to do something or like I'm trying to overstep any boundaries or I'm sorry, I can't pay you, but you know, whatever. Like 
it's like they see that you care about mm-hmm. it and then you care about getting them to that next level, getting this project to the next level yeah. to where you can, because you, like we said, that's our belief. You need to be paid your worth. You need to have this kind of work. Mm-hmm. So I got to say, man, I was very pleasantly surprised it was it was better than I thought it was going to be, and I don't know why. I, I'm not saying that I underestimated any of, of you three, but it was a just dice roll. What? It's always a dice roll. It is. You it's fair. Know. Yeah. In, in <laughs> you know, like indie film. Yeah. I, I had I think my my greatest compliment, <laughs> and this was actually based on the short. Was I shared it with a buddy of mine that I work with, and he texted me like the next day and was like man, I was so nervous to watch this because we worked together and I didn't want to have that awkward, like, yeah, I watched it. Conversation. <laughs> yeah. Or like, yeah, um, it was good. And like, was, did you just use your high voice? <laughs> yeah, what was that? Went up an octave. What was that, Brody? Yeah. Um, but uh, he was like, I can happily say I thoroughly enjoyed it. Yeah. You guys are very talented. You yeah. know, and um, so that's not the first time we've heard that. No. You know. Yeah. I, I love when you, you know, go into something with um, with no expectations and it comes out being blowing your mind. Yeah. And you guys did that on a lot of different levels for me. Nice. I watched it. Wow. Thank that, you. Awesome. Was, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm pumped to see the is the pilot done. We got a we, part of another part of the thing we're paying for is, um, you know, post finishing it yeah. up in post. We need to sound after effects mm-hmm. color all that kind of thing to put it finish putting we it together to anybody personally about, i know about doing it we've got so, to we got yeah, to about that. posting we it down. Yeah. Yeah. yeah we got yeah. maybe you'll find somebody from this podcast we who gets passionate i have some people actually some people in knoxville i really want to hunt yeah. down and, and talk to but I, i'll i'll be i'll be about to just drop it yeah. and just be like, no hey, i want hey. to talk to him privately well there's no shortage of people around here there's not very very good people here very talented yes and you can you could get it through the whole post process here in town and, and exactly be, and, and that's turn something, out great. something about yeah the, the sizzle was was really was really well done and uh one of the things that i really enjoyed about it was the music and i think that might just be my love for firefly mm-hmm. also mm-hmm. yeah but I, I i felt like it had a bit of uh that did, vibe to it did, that's from uh can't get, get like, uh, take to give credit to the uh, artist that made that's colm mcginnis okay um he's a just a composer that I really like and found him on YouTube a few years ago. And he's fantastic. Um, another Irish guy, I think. Right. Yeah. Yes. I can't remember. Anyway, he likes um, the Irish. I, I, Who I, know comes, I know. I know where it comes from. It's crazy. He likes the um, Irish. But yeah, it's, it definitely gives the vibe that I wanted. And I'm, I'm really, really pleasantly surprised with how our sizzle reel tr- turned out. We've turned that out fairly quickly and not so many drafts. Yeah. I think we got it eventually. We well, got it. It's funny. <laughs> it's crafted. It's, it's, <laughs> it's got all the, it's got all the right parts, mm-hmm. you know, for me, I think the, you know, the, the art direction was great too. I mean, you could, I, you could oh, have told yeah. me you shot that here. Yeah. You know, and I don't know if it was a lot of tights or what it was like, uh, that, that made it just look mm-hmm. right. Well, like again, huge compliments to our designers and, Absolutely. and all of them. Uh, but I, to touch a little bit about what you're talking about with the mulch on the floor. Is that yeah. what you were going to say? Oh yeah. yeah. Uh, again, I want to go back <laughs> I to, go back to where I had the idea to put the mulch on. <laughs> and the floor. when I, when I said that it's because it's a concrete floor yeah. and there was no way we could do it without something on the floor. Yeah. Um, but yeah, to, to touch about the talent that we have that you were talking about. That's another thing is 
we create this environment we like to we like at least like to think that we create this environment that is like i said that that has this type of affectious quality to it to where almost how other filmmakers bring along the same people because they've created they've built this trust they of course like their work and they've created that specific environment where it's all like simpatico it all works together right um and the simpatico make you giggle simpatico got you yeah i use that word a lot i really like it (laughs) i watched you i've started using it a little bit more it's a good one i think i'm using it right you used it right yeah Yeah. it means like we get along cool it's everything's copacetic yeah Yeah. that one's fine that was a real word no offense to our host simpatico is not a real word anyways continue we're simpatico we try to do it yeah 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 so (laughs) if what we want to do is like we find those people and we want to continue that relationship too yeah dig it man you guys freaking done it i think it's a rocket ship headed up man does it feel like it or does it feel stalled? It feels weird to me. I don't know. It's, it's still it's, it's, a weird. Limbo it's a weird. It's a right weird now. feeling. Yeah. Do like you do it, these things where you have good days where it feels like you have a ton of momentum? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then you turn around the next day and it's like, where? What are we doing here, boys? Yeah. I mean, I'm always going to kind of bounce back and forth on like if it's a day of nerves or if it's a day of like. Yeah, uh, we can do this. We can absolutely do this. We can do this better than some stuff you're already watching on TV. It's a very weird. I'm a roller coaster, man. Mm. Um, so right now, yeah, limbo is a good way to put it where it's mm-hmm. like, man, just kind of wait and see. Gosh, yeah. I really want it really badly and I want it to happen. And so you're just kind of willing it every day. You know what I mean? But then we have had a pretty good response. We've had a better response. I remember on the first good. day I was like, what? People actually gave us money. Like mm-hmm. it was, it was crazy. But what's the best way for people not to get too commercially with it? But like, how can people help you? I want to help you. Kickstarter. Kickstarter. Really? Yeah. That, Is that the way? That, mm-hmm. That's the most direct way right Witch now. The Witch and the Warden on Kickstarter. The Witch and the Warden on Kickstarter. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Just and search really, it. Really? I mean, I don't know. I, I think, of course money money is the answer we need money Mm -hmm. (laughs) but um as far as like morale goes and just kind of like keeping our the coals hot yeah our Mm -hmm. little furnace or whatever um the social media engagement has been great um you know we have um instagram and facebook and twitter Mm -hmm. on twitter Uh, twitter all all i don't do twitter i don't do twitter Uh, Twitter but you know, we've done some like Instagram takeovers and, you know, we've shared stuff from set and, um, so that's a good way for people to, yeah, just just, to kind of see what we're doing. Yeah. Give you a high five and let you know that they're rooting you on. Yep. Yeah. yeah, And just, well, really learn more about it because we're, you know, we're coming to this on the fence about donating. You're like, well, I don't know anything about it. You you can figure out who we are pretty quick. If you follow Mm -hmm. us on any of those, I mean, we, um, we put a lot out on it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I'm so pumped for you guys, man. I'm excited about the project because it, not only is it something that I'm interested in, I think you guys are doing a really good job of creating it and crafting it. And I would love to see it uh, stretch beyond just a pilot. Absolutely. And into three seasons, at least three seasons, three seasons and a spinoff. They keep leaving off the spinoff <laughs> part. <laughs> yeah. For Josh's brother. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The, the adventures of Willie the no, Tavern no, no, no. It's, it's cheers, but it happens. Yeah, but it happens uh, in a fantasy in world. world. That's it's actually not a terrible that. idea. Well, it's just trademark. <laughs> uh, don't copy. Wait. <laughs> no. Oh, man. 
It's three seasons of Josh's brother just packing a bag. Yeah, yeah. just constantly over moving, and, and, and just the like end of the Incredible Hulk. Yeah, just day. like just <laughs> thumb out, just walking down a dirt road. Yeah. What else, boys? What did we miss? What did I um, neglect to anything? mention? I, I, don't I don't think we harped on it enough. Our stunt team. Really? Like, yeah. The I mean, holy cow. The fight Every stuff looked them. great. The fight the stuff turned out great. Is the co- yep. We've been fighting. Teague and I have been fighting each other for 10 years. I fought well, you more than anybody else. When you rolled up, you guys got here first. Zach, mm-hmm. you and Teague got here mm-hmm. first. And when Josh stepped out of his car, I thought you guys were going to roll out here in my yard. Yeah, like we might you, sometimes. You started jabbing, jabbing. <laughs> and he had some really good, like, hit some good blocks. I actually told, him, I told him this last night, actually. I'm going to brag on Josh a little bit. Um, and I, oh, I stress very much so for anyone for anyone that does listen that is from uh, Stunt Performance. I'm I'm medium trained kind of guy. But um uh, there's definitely far better stuntmen than me, man. In the last few years, Josh has gotten to be really, really good. Like just very solid. Safe is the biggest thing. If you're doing stunts safe first, don't worry about doing flips and crazy. Set yourself on fire yeah. or something stupid. Just be safe and do the fight. Um, Josh has gotten to be really, really great. And I, I'm kind of itching to fight you again. Just me and you just do like a short do thing. Just, <laughs> I don't know. I haven't kicked you in the chest in a couple years. It'd be nice. So this is concrete out here. Is that okay for you guys? to uh, roll warm, I need to warm up, but I can do it. Before. Can we go with safety third on this one? Uh, is that okay? I'm <laughs> sleepy. <laughs> um, you have to. Some, I've got to be at some point. Um, but I can fight. You'll do it right after Slinger. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, you will. Yeah, yeah, there we go. Yeah. Nah. Um, I think we, I mean, yeah, the big just, thing is. You know, thank you to everyone who's already oh, been yeah. there for us, showed us the support. I mean, yeah, I can't thank people enough, honestly. But uh, and just the the Kickstarter, if you want to and if you want to know more about it, join us on social media. Yeah, um, yeah check. Yeah, share us. Yeah, any, of, if, any of that. If you can't donate, share it around. I mean, uh, that's something yeah. I've, I've asked for a lot is just find there's plenty of people that maybe you can't make a big donation or anything right now. That's totally cool. Pass it yeah. around to your friends and, and other people that, you know, will be interested in this and, uh, you know, just spread the word. Also, there's it, other kind of equity. Yeah. The, oh, yeah. And also this yeah. show is not be all and end all of what, like I said, we wanted to do this as a career. So, I mean. Mm-hmm. There's loads and loads of already somewhat developed ideas we got, <laughs> yeah, and you know all lined up ready. But I mean, if pe- if people want to kind of join in on what we're doing, then like I said, get in on the collective. Let us know what you do. Yeah, yeah let it. Yeah, let us know what you do, and uh, we'll be ready to to get it going. Yeah. I'm so yeah. damn glad we got to sit and talk. Yeah, guys. Dude, this is really, really fun, man. Was really? it? Yes. yes. Yeah, Good. Absolutely. absolutely. Appreciate y'all coming and hanging out. It is cool. Your dog is adorable. Yeah. That sorry, a, she was yeah. so loud. It is the no. best thing in the world. I'm no. so happy. You can get me to go basically dogs. anywhere there is a dog with very yeah, little yeah. effort. She walked up. And he went, well, worth it. Yep. Worth I'm, it now. Worth <laughs> it now. <laughs> yep. Thank you guys for being here. Thank you. For See you soon. Yeah. Absolutely. Thanks so much, man. You got it. Well, that was different, right? Pretty fun, though. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed hanging with those guys. Great to have them here. And thank you guys for being here. I appreciate it a lot. Uh, follow us on Instagram, at South of Scruffy. Check out the Patreon. That's how we uh, keep the lights on here. Don't forget to hit the subscribe button on your podcast app or your Spotify app. That way you get notified when a new episode of South of Scruffy comes out. Appreciate you guys again. Thanks so much. Take care. Pitch wire, play me out. <laughs> <laughs>